Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Town Show. I am Coach Tony here with Coach Melissa. We are the coaches for our Fit Kids program here at Fit Town Jupiter. Um, and when we have our Fit Kids class, we always start every class with a chat so that we can help out the kids uh, lead, lead better lives, uh, work on their nutrition, their mindset, their self-talk. And we actually wanted to bring you guys a chat to a podcast. We had one of our parents reach out and say, hey, that would be so great if you guys took the beginning chat that you do with the kids and bring it to a podcast so we could listen back to it in the car, maybe listen to it on the way to school, on the way to the park, um, so that they can really get it into their brains. And uh, just, you know, and the parents can get something out of it too. That's really the goal today is that the kids and the parents can get something out of uh, what we're gonna be talking about today. And we are gonna be talking about mindset. Before we get into mindset, I wanted to just kick it over to Coach Melissa and let her tell you guys why it's so important that we do take the five minutes of the start of our class to talk about character and these these traits and the chats that we do yeah i think it's um it's like one of the foundations of our program and it really anchors kind of like the purpose for the day in the adult class we talk about like the stimulus of the day and, and how this workout should feel but like it when a kid's perspective the mindset is really what we're growing they're going to get fitter no matter what i have them do fitness wise but I also want them to be able to take what they learn in the gym, just like a sports team would, of those character development um, aspects that you get without knowing you get them, and actually bring it to the surface and say, okay, today is going to be perseverance. I'm going to put you through something really hard today, so let's get prepared for when it gets hard, what are we going to do? And really show them through exercise how we can develop ourselves on a personal level. So that way, when a test gets hard or they're nervous about speaking in front of the class or things that they would naturally shy away from, how can they talk to themselves and build themselves up in ways that you know show up in life or integrity and things like that. So making sure that we're developing a whole human for the moment that I have them and putting it in an exercise perspective, but then telling them how it translates. So that first five minutes kind of like sets the day up for like, this is the theme. Here's mm -hmm. how I'm going to show you what this means. And then at the end, talking about how they can take it into their personal life, whether it applies to doing the dishes or doing their chores or how they clean their room, things like that. Like we talk about all of those things, not just like an air squat. Yeah, and I know you've had feedback from parents saying like, uh, kind of thank you for brainwashing my kids. Uh, they're starting to talk differently at home. They're starting to help, at mo help out more at home. Um, so clearly like your conversation, your chat are getting through to them. Um, I think there's also a little bit of a piece like uh, we kind of go back to like our past selves, like you and I, and we're like, what do we wish we knew when we were little? Like what do we wish we would have known about nutrition, about mindset, the things that we've learned as adults like what could we go back and tell our younger selves and so that's where a lot of this stuff comes from and um, really there's been no greater growth I feel like for myself and stuff that I really want to teach my kids than around mindset um, and one of the biggest growth growths that I had in growth mindset was reading the book Mindset by Carol Dweck uh, which is a book that I've talked about many times um, and I highly recommend to any parent out there any teacher any coach uh, check out the book Mindset and we're gonna go into like five different key points that we've taken out of Mindset um, that we've broken down into very simple principles that we like to teach the kids in front of the class and uh, help them kind of in bite-sized pieces right so that's what we're trying to bring you guys today is just really five bite-sized pieces of growth set or growth mindset mantras 
And the first one is being like, I love challenges and teaching kids that like challenges are actually fun. And when something's easy, it's not as fun. So like going into like a workout and just going up to every movement and be like, oh, here's a new movement. Oh, that's easy. Oh, that's easy. It's not as fun as, oh, wow, my body's never done this before. Oh, that's a weird feeling. Oh, that's a heavy weight. We were trying to teach those kids, like, that's actually kind of a fun thing to try things that are new and they're a new challenge for them. Yeah, I feel like this is especially advantageous for a kid to learn. Like, this is really important for anyone listening to this to say, you know, like, where are the places where I, I look at something and I'm like, oh, that's too hard for me, instead of saying, like, ooh, what can I do? Like, mm -hmm. it, that might be fun. And I feel like people get into their comfort zone or they back off of a challenge because they fear that they're not going to live up to it or they're not going to be able to do it. And they look forward, you know, past the challenge to the outcome mm -hmm. instead of looking at like, hey, let's explore. Let's play with this. Let me see if I can or can't do it. And then I'm going to know, you know. And, yeah. and taking on things that are a challenge becomes this, natural process because they've explored it through class they've looked at you know a workout and like oh my gosh that's like we're gonna die <laughs> and i've heard that from all the kids of like there's and, no way we can do this and then they get done with it and they're yeah. like wow that was so much fun and i didn't even feel like it was that much work and if they had stuck with that initial reaction of like i can't do this i'm gonna die then they would have just skipped it they would have just walked away and been like that's just too much for me but they get that great feeling afterwards of like, I just did 200 reps of this, and now I feel like I can go you know, do an extra round of something, and it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, and feeling that feeling of being on the other side of a challenge. It's one of the most rewarding things, to get on the other side of that challenge of something you didn't think you could do, as a kid or an adult, but to get on the other side of that and being like, wow, I actually questioned myself in this and then I did it. Yeah. And that is like truly what builds confidence. And I think there's, I mean, out of all the things we're talking about, giving kids confidence at the end of the day is the biggest thing. If we can leave kids with being more confident, to me, that makes everything we do worthwhile. I think that comes up in everything you do, like cleaning my bedroom. I don't want to go clean my bedroom. I don't want to make my bed. That's not like something that gets me out of bed in the morning. You know, I, I'm not thinking like, wow, I'm so excited for this. But if you focus on the moment after, that feeling of accomplishment, when everything looks nice, when I took pride in how messy my room was and then how clean I made it and feeling like, wow, I did all of that work or you know, doing a big project, doing like a science project or doing mm -hmm. something that's like monumental in how many steps you have to do to actually accomplish that thing, just like a workout, a big, huge workout you have to just piece it out. You have to go little by little and get it all done. And then afterwards, making sure you take that moment to just sit there and think like, wow, I did this. I accomplished this. And we do that at the end of class. We wrap up and we say like, what's something you're proud of today? Was it hard? Yeah, everybody says, yeah. Everyone always says like, yeah. Like I'm sweating, I'm really like fatigued. I'm really tired. And then, but are you proud? Yeah. And if you don't take that moment, you don't get to practice that feeling. Yeah. I, I love how we do that, how we bring the chats back to the end of the class and really come full circle in the chat and say, hey, like we talked about creating challenges for yourselves. Did you guys create a challenge for yourself? Did you get through that challenge and how did that go? And the kids get to reflect on that. And then sometimes 
Um, another part of challenge is like this comparison aspect. So people think, oh, when it's a competition, yeah, it's a challenge against my competition. And we try to get, bring kids back to that, well, it's a challenge against your prior self. It's a challenge against who you were yesterday, right? Last time you ran this mile, you were over eight minutes. How about today you go under eight minutes, right? And so we give kids the challenge of not competing against others, but competing against their prior self, right? Because you can go against an easy set of competitors, right? You could be an eight-year-old trying to compete against a six-year-old, but if you are truly just competing against yourself, that's where the real challenge comes in. That's where the real growth comes in that we want our kids to experience. Yeah, and that, that lends us like to our next topic of like failure. We practice failure a lot, and I tell my kids, I want you to fail. I absolutely want you to fail. This is unlike any other place. It's not like a pass or fail test in school where you're gonna come away from it feeling like a failure. I need you to see where your limits are, right? So, you know, with a mild test. Some people will walk away from that like, oh, I didn't meet my under eight minute goal for a mile today, I failed. I'm like, no, you didn't. You went to failure, you pushed yourself. Did you leave you know, any room now to explore, maybe I shouldn't have walked in that one corner that I walked at. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I could have gone a little bit faster because I don't feel super tired. So even if you, if you experience failure in that sense where I let myself down in a workout, it's still a moment to sit back and say, well, what could I have done better and what am I gonna do next time so that way we know, because yeah. sometimes we feel like we're more tired than we are, we need to walk a little bit, and then afterwards we're like, man, I could have kept running. I could have done something a little different and pushed myself, because I only made it at eight minutes and three seconds. I can definitely do three seconds faster, you yeah. know? And, and there's those moments that show up in workouts that we talk a lot about of like, you know what? Maybe you fail a test. What's that gonna teach you? Does it mean you're never gonna go to college? Does it mean you're not gonna get you know, a good job when you grow up? That doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It means you have things that you didn't prepare for or maybe you rushed through it. Maybe you made a mistake. Maybe you weren't sleeping good or eating good the day before. Maybe we could have done this a little differently and tried better the next time. Are you, do you know where your mistakes were? Do you know where you went wrong? and yeah. trying to talk to them about like using everything as a learning experience. Yeah, I love that because I think when you, you, when you normalize failure and you say like failure is a great thing, then you don't shy away from your mistakes. You actually go back to your mistakes and say, ooh, where could I have done that better? Whereas if failure is something that's kind of like, you don't talk about it, you, know, you just kind of move on from it, you don't get to revisit those mistakes and you don't know why you, you may can improve in the future or how you can improve in the future. I, I love this phrasing that you use, and I think parents and teachers alike can use this, is why do I love failure? This is something that you ask the class. You'll ask, hey guys, why does Coach Melissa love failure? And it gets the kids like totally, like it totally flips the script for them, because they're like, no, I'm, you know, we're used to like bad, gr bad grades are bad, yeah. and like failing at something is bad, and all of a sudden a coach, someone that's leading them, is telling them failure is great, and why do I love it? Um, you mentioned one of the reasons why you love it was that the kids get to learn their limits. Mm -hmm. Is there any other ones that... Um... Yeah, you get to know your limits and you get to learn from your failure. So you mm -hmm. get to learn from those limits. If you really pushed yourself and you really tried your best, then what held you back? What do I need to do next if it's running? Is it because my lungs were burning and my heart was pounding? Or is it because my legs were burning? Like, where do I need to get stronger 
in order to pass that next milestone in this thing that I'm trying to get to. So we get to learn what are we gonna work on. If it's an air squat test, if I'm trying to do 50 squats in one minute and I only get to 48, what, where did I fail? Was my legs giving out? Was my back hurting? Mm -hmm. Was it because I just gave up and didn't try my best? Mm -hmm. What can I learn from failure? So it's, I love failure because it tells me my limit and then I get to learn what I can do better. I can look at it and I can clearly see in myself how, what the next step is. I love that. I remember listening to a podcast with Sarah Blakely, who was the founder of Spanx, and she said that was something that her dad always asked them at the dinner table was like, what did you guys fail at today? What did you guys fail at this week? And you actually normalize mistakes. And if they didn't have anything to bring to the table, the actual dinner table, he knew that they were not taking chances enough and not taking enough risks. So that was like the Maybe they weren't seeing challenge as an opportunity like we tried to say in the first one yeah. and they were just shying away from those challenges and not taking them on. Yeah, exactly. So let's go to the third point and that is helping kids realize how important effort is over the outcome. All right, so we have a very kind of outcome-based culture, right? At the end of the year, you want to be first place on the sports team. You want to have the best grades in the classroom um, and that's what gets rewarded. Um, but that's where Coach Melissa and I like to change our vocabulary around rewarding kids and not just praise the effort, right? Or say like, you're so smart, you're so strong. Say, I love how you stuck with that weight today. I love how much effort you gave to that run. I love how you didn't stop, right? And so we start to praise the effort over praising the outcome. Yeah, I, I liken this, I, I equate it. So like effort meaning how hard you tried, how, how much you took on the challenge, or you know what you actually did in the moment, the outcome being like, did I run a mile? Or did I, you know, did I win a championship? Like, I don't care about the championship game at the end of the season as much as I care about how you did in practice. Did you give your effort in practice? Did you show mm -hmm. up on time? Did you do your job? Did you make every throw like it was a championship throw? Like, yeah. how did you do in all of those moments? So, you know, we don't just praise the effort in like a specific movement. We praise the effort of the day. We praise the effort of like the workout. How well did you work with your teammate? All of those things matter so much more than whether you did 10 rounds or you did one round. You know, whether you completed a mile in under eight minutes or over eight minutes. I could care less the outcome right. as long as you tell me I never quit trying my hardest. I never lost sight of doing my best. In every moment, I was just trying to do what you told me to do as best as I could. That's all I want. Yeah, and then outcome also goes back to like that comparison aspect. Because I know that we've, we've gone to the end of class and you've said, all right guys, we talked about you know, effort and outcome today. And I saw some of you guys in the game getting competitive, starting to lose and starting to quit. Right? You started to compare yourself and you knew the outcome wasn't going to be favorable, so you start letting your effort slow down. Right? Guys, no matter what happens in a competition, you always give your best. It's not whether you win or I know it's a played out cliche, but it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. And that's what we're really trying to help the kids understand is that, guys, it's can you give the best effort in the moment at every part of the workout, 
regardless of what's going on around you, regardless if you're last in the mile run, yep. right? Can you keep giving your best effort through the whole thing? Yeah, I, um, I, I kind of want to move on to the new one because it ties into this one. Our, our next topic is like the topic of trying new things. And I think the outcome always holds people back. So mm, yeah. the end result, thinking about, I'm not going to win that game if I play it doesn't allow yeah. them to try the new thing. It doesn't allow them to take on a challenge, right? So it, I, I see this at the end of class game a lot. Like, oh, they have bigger kids on their team. We haven't even started playing the game yet. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. And the points don't matter. There's no championship trophy at the end of class game. Why wouldn't you just try your best? You know, why wouldn't you put in all your effort? No matter if it's a whole team of 14-year-olds. We don't have 14-year-olds in the program, but if I brought in a high school softball team and said you were going to throw against them, yeah. I don't expect you to win any points. I expect you to just try to hold your own and do your best. So it doesn't matter how things are broken up, trying that game and just you know, making sure that you're accepting that challenge is all I want to see. And like we put you up against a lot of new things in the program. We're always throwing new movements. We're trying, okay, you can get a handstand. Now let's try to handstand walk, you know? Okay, yeah. you got a rope climb. Now let's try to do a legless rope climb. Like there's never an end goal that doesn't have something right after it to chase. So once you achieve one milestone, the next milestone is right behind it. So, oh, you can do a rope hold for 20 seconds. Now let's try the foot lock. Yeah. You got the foot lock. Now let's try climbing the rope. So, you know, there's always going to be a new thing that you're chasing. And we try to really get children like to just see like, oh, what's next? You know, yeah. instead of thinking like, oh, my gosh, what's next? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think there's plenty of times where the kids get into our classes and like, is this what I signed up for? Like all these different movements. Like, whereas if they sign up for a sport, they sign up for soccer, it's, you kind of know what to expect in soccer, right? Oh, I'm going to kick the ball. I'm going to run around. I'm going to do this. And it's like fit kids are so many new adaptations they're creating. Um, and we try to like show that to them and say, hey, guys, like we're taking on new things today. You guys are constantly growing. The more you, new things you do, the more your brain grows and the more connections your brain makes. And it's ultimately gonna make you guys not just fitter, but smarter as your brain grows, as you do take on these new challenges. And you know, we don't let anyone sit on the sidelines in our class. If someone sits down and says, ooh, like, I don't wanna play that game, I don't wanna do that movement, it's like, no, you're doing it. Like, you've, you've signed up for this, you're gonna do this with us. We're trying new things today. Yeah. And they don't do it often, but if it happens, we're making sure they're still trying it. That's where our last one creeps in is that can't word. I can't. <laughs> yeah. And we oh wait, we have a lot an, our last mantra on the list is I can't yet. Yes. <laughs> so there's so many I can'ts. There's a lot of things I can't do. I can't run a marathon. Mm -hmm. I might be able to. I can't yet because I haven't trained for it. Right now, if I tried to run a marathon, I'd probably fail. I don't know how many miles I'd get in, but I would hit a point of failure, and then I would have to learn from it, figure out where I need to train, and move on from it. And there's gonna be so many things that you can't do when you're a kid. I'm gonna put you through 25 of them in the first week, I'm sure. <laughs> We're gonna find out all the things you can't do. But saying I can't isn't a useful thing. Saying I can't yet takes that negative aspect and is like, I am going to work towards it. I'm willing to do the things that are going to put me closer to doing it tomorrow. And that's like the epitome of the growth mindset for me. 
with our kids program is, is when I hear them say, like, I can't yet, and, I'm, and they get fired up for, well, how do I get there? And what do I have to do? Yeah. And it's, it's not like we flip a switch in these kids and say, all right, you're clicked on to growth mindset. Everything you say is going to be perfect out of your mouth. Everything we say is not perfect. So like you just said, there's times where we're taking on new challenges as adults that we might be doing a marathon and we're like, oh, I can't. And then we're like, yet. And then we remind ourselves, like, the growth mindset isn't just this, like, flip of a switch. It's a journey that we're on. And we're constantly catching ourselves. So it's, a, it's really an awareness, right? Being aware of what mindset we currently have by the words we choose and then switching mindsets to the more favorable one, the growth mindset. So whenever we do catch ourselves and the kid, it's so cool when the kids catch themselves and they're like, I can't. And then you just give them a look and they're like, yet. And they just totally change like their approach to that whole new movement or new weight that they're trying out. Cause they're like, you know what? coach said this is possible for me in the future it's just not happening yet yeah my favorite response to any kid who says like I can't I'd say of course you can't that's why you're here to learn right yeah. and yeah. adopting that beginner's mindset and saying like you, can, you can't do it yet but that doesn't mean it's impossible I don't think anybody is born and puts on a spacesuit and flies to space I don't know if Elon Musk has something in the works for that but there's a lot of things you have to learn before you can be an astronaut same thing with being in fitness. Same thing with you know, going to school and learning how to spell certain words. You can't yet because you haven't practiced and prepared. Once yeah. you get it, you can. So then you move on to the harder stuff. There's always going to be something harder in the future to tackle, but you have to get these things down before you find the next thing you can't do yet. Yeah, and we do, we do test our kids. Like We give them tests all the time that show them, are, am I there or not? Am, am I there yet? And so it's not like we're just like, all right, let's run through all these motions and great effort today. It's like we are really testing them. They're learning their limits and they're finding, oh yeah, I wasn't able to do that yet, but I know I'm gonna work towards it. Um, and I, I, I saw this in the, in the Mindset book actually that uh, Carol Dweck talks about a teacher who would give a grade of A, B, or not yet. So she wouldn't give anything under a B but let the kids kind of learn and grow anytime their grade wasn't up to, you know, the higher level of the class, the A or the B. And I love that we bring that kind of to the kids program. It's not, there's no such thing as like, uh, you know, get out of the, get out of the, you know, you're too slow for this class, get out of here. Everyone is working at their own pace, just like in the adult classes, and we're moving them along their progression, their own individual progression line and telling them, hey, like this is where you are now and there's, there's yet. I've always had go. parents ask me like, what do I need to do to get my kid prepared for the kids program? What do they need to do? Sneakers. All they need to do is bring a water <laughs> bottle and come dressed to do hard work because I have no prerequisite strength. I don't need you to be able to do a push up. You don't have to be fit, you can be whoever you are and come into class and we'll figure out what you can and can't do today and where we're gonna go next tomorrow. That's the only thing you need to do is just show up. Yep, I love it. All right guys, so that's it for our Growth Mindset Podcast. Kids, if you're listening to this and you catch your parents talking with a fixed mindset, you know what to tell them. You know, you know to tell them that they can do it or they can't do it yet. All right, we're gonna see you guys on the next one.